fans and we are about two weeks into or yeah two weeks into free agency here a lot of stuff going on a lot of new faces and uh had to go say goodbye to a couple old faces um you know very very quiet free agency um with a couple moves here and there um a couple big moves, I would say. Um, but ever since those big moves, it's been very quiet here in Cleveland um, as of last Friday in the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, we'll start off with the additions. The Browns have only made three uh, free agent signings. Um, I started with the first one was Taven Bryan, defensive tackle out of Jacksonville, former first-round pick. Um, you know, very good in the pass rush. It's something that the Browns need, and he's going to be a rotational kind of guy. Um, definitely need depth at that position. But when there's only – I think there's only three players currently at that position. Um, definitely something we need to upgrade either in the draft or with the, whatever we got left in free agency. Um, another person we talked about in our last video is Jakeem Grant. Kick returner, part returner specialist. Um, I think a very great and underrated um, gadget receiver. Uh, uh, kind of can do everything um, and sweeps. He's got definitely got a set of hands on him. Um, you know, just a lot of speed out there on the outside. He signed for a three-year, twelve and a half million. So they got him wrapped yeah. up for a couple of years, which is perfect because um, we desperately needed a punt and kick returner and. You know, that's going to be real nice for us. Right. Um, it, you know, it's something that the Browns lacked uh, for the last couple – ever since they got rid of Josh Cripps, to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah. it's, been, it's, pretty, it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah. yeah. They always say that um, the key to winning football games is winning it in every aspect of the game. Um, you know, whether it's offense, defense, but I think special teams is a very underrated part yeah. of the game. Well, that, I mean, that, that, that cost Green Bay pretty much their season this past year. Looking at it that way, man. Yeah, special teams is, you know, it should be your routine guys out there. You know, they go out there, punt the ball, they kick the ball, return the ball. It should be pretty routine where it's not that um, drastic if nothing happens, which is kind of what you want. You don't want mistakes on special teams. But when you have mistakes on special teams, you lose football games, or you're more likely to lose football games. And I think having someone like Jakeem Grant is, he gives you that extra big play that you don't get on either side of the ball, offensively or defensively. Um, that special teams player that can start you off in great field position. Hell, even catching a punt or a kick is become a problem for the Browns uh, rather than, you know, getting a five yard gain, it's maybe losing five yards or even the possession. Yep. And that, that is something that the Browns have really um, struggled with over the last couple of years, but now they can feel a little bit better with now that they have, you know, one of the game's best on special teams. 
Um, I think he's definitely going to be a sleeper addition on the offensive side of the ball where they could do a lot more with him. I'm really looking forward to see that. Um, and then w- the last free agent signing um, in Jacoby Brissett um, follows the trade of Case Keenum. It was honestly kind of unexpected when the Browns opted to pay his on-roster salary, I mean bonus, Uh, Then he was immediately traded to Buffalo the next day for a seventh rounder. So the Browns bring in Brissett. Um, He played in Miami last year. I would say definitely one of the game's better um, backup quarterbacks. Um, Looked really good with the Colts. And I think he played some solid ball with Miami. Um, You know, had to sit about halfway to the season with a leg injury. And then they just kind of turned it over to Tua. Um, you know, Brissett is someone that can play a long span of time for you. Um, and ideally, we all know what's coming is the Deshaun Watson suspension. So I think this is a very big heads up move by the Browns where, you know, if this suspension happens, they're ready to go and they got a quarterback that they can trust that win games yeah. for. You. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? Where like, I don't think Andrew Barry and Stefanski really looked at like uh, Case Keenum as a guy that you can rely on or even win you games long term. And I think that's why we we had such a big issue this past year. And I think it's a clear upgrade, in my opinion, uh, Jacoby Brissett over Case Keenum. Um, he's, he's, he's got a nice arm to him. He's definitely going to throw the ball downfield, which is going to be really nice and helpful. Uh, and he's won quite a bit of games with, I mean, he's not been the highlight of most of them, but you can see, I mean, he's a solid quarterback. Uh, he's not the most mobile quarterback, but uh, I said he's got an arm. Uh, he sits in the pocket pretty relaxed. And I think it's a big upgrade, not just from like the Case Keenum, but it's also just a, a big upgrade when it comes to having that guy that's going to be able to play maybe six to eight games this year. Um uh, that I think feel pretty confident in winning you games. And on top of Case Keenum, we saved, I think, seven or eight million dollars on the cap. And Jacoby mm-hmm. came in at four and a half million. So when you when you look at like, wait, you get you're getting an upgrade and you're saving about three to four million dollars. That's when the business part comes in. Right. And I think a lot of people uh, don't understand the business part uh, of the NFL where, you know, yeah, Case Keenum was, seemed like a really nice guy. And I think you run into this quite often, but at the end of the day, $3 million is $3 million. That's a lot of money. So, you know, you get an upgrade and you get to save some money. And it's a win-win for the Browns. And I think it's a great move. Right. Uh, I, I think it fits in perfectly. You know, Case Keenum fit, definitely fit well into what the Browns are trying to do offensively. But I think there is a question that is to be raised with the addition of Deshaun Watson is, was the offense that we ran over the past two years truly the offense that Stefanski wanted to run? Whether it was Baker limiting the offense of what they can do, um, you know, that that's definitely an interesting question. But mm-hmm. I think Brissett and Watson are similar, more similar than a Keenum-Watson quarterback room where they're two different styles of play. And I think if not having Watson there is not – it, I mean, it's it definitely a talent drop-off, but it's 
you're getting a similar style of play where Brissett um, can make the big throws. He can take hits. He can, you know, make plays with his legs, which, you know, it's certainly one something of the that Watson is really known for. Um, I, I feel I like they made out pretty good. going to be really what big. They gave up. I was um, expecting for a that lot time more. span they um, might go without the final details more. of um, the trade are uh, to start to other additions um, that come via trade. So we got three free agency signings and three trades. Um, you know, the mostly known Deshaun Watson. Um, they gave gave up multiple picks for him. They bring in a great quarterback. Um, you know that that it was a it's a great move um, on a football aspect. Um, but you know you're gonna definitely go some time without him. So you know everybody hang on for dear life. Um, uh, second move, which was definitely a, definitely a small move, but I think it's kind of an upgrade. Um, they, they tra- trade, uh, linebacker Mac Wilson, um, to the new England Patriots for defensive end Chase Winovich. Um, the Browns free up about three and a half million on their cap. I love this move. Yeah, I, I love it because uh, Mac Wilson kind of fell out of the rotation once Coromoa was introduced to the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, you know, And even when he did play, he was not anywhere right. near that a uh, starting quality or even a rotational piece. So getting rid of him, saving some money, and ping, bringing a guy into a position that we desperately need, dude, I'm all about it. Yeah. And, uh, and Winovich is, kind of was in the same position where with the addition of Matthew Judon and bringing back Kyle Van Noy, um, he kind of found his way out of the rotation there at the edge rusher position where yeah. he didn't have many opportunities to show himself. But in the season that he did play, I mean, four and a half sacks. Yep. That's pretty solid for a guy that is just a rotational piece. This is what you want. I was gonna say, like, yeah, he's he's played three years, I believe, and uh, and he's had, I think, he had four and a half, and I think five and a half, uh, another year, and yeah, he's he's definitely a rotational piece. He could be great, and uh, we need that Tack McKinley role filled. I mean, he's not gonna probably play this year with a torn Achilles, so I think I think it's a great piece to just kind of plug and play and get the same kind of production you got with Tack. Right, and then um. Honestly, I think this is probably the best move the Browns made all offseason. The trade for Amari Cooper. Um, <laughs> Dude, looking back at this one, it is it's an, an absolute steal. It's absolute a, it's a, steal. It's a it's a waxing. Um I mean, let, let's let's pump the brakes, Browns fans. Um uh let's not fall on our own our own our old ways where we've got good receivers that don't pan out yeah (laughs) but that last good receiver you gave up an arm and a leg for um yeah omari cooper um has proven to be a top 10 receiver in the league his biggest problem is staying on the field um and when you're making 20 million a season and you're not able to play a full season every year that becomes a problem and that's why dallas it wasn't that he wasn't producing when he was on the field. Yeah. It was more of him being hurt. And I think this is a, a big move. So if he can stay healthy, 
it's a it's a different ball game. Yeah, and the Browns did a very smart thing. They bring in a number one receiver that they need, um, and for what they gave up, you know, <laughs> a spot, a six round pick. So you move back ten spots. Yeah, and then you get a fifth rounder. I mean, a fifth um, rounder for Amari Cooper. I mean. And twenty million dollars in today's NFL is like nothing. I mean, you think Christian Kirk cut was he, he's getting eighteen million a year. So you're thinking two million from uh, would you rather spend two more million get Amari Cooper? Hands down, all day. But like a lot of these other guys, I mean, think about Devontae Adams getting damn near thirty. A lot of these other guys getting you know mid to high twenties. So Amari Cooper, twenty million. Yeah, yeah this tells you a lot. Um, they, they, they were able, I think the smart move about this was that they went and got a, got a number one receiver when they have the opportunity, they gave up the fifth round pick to guarantee that he's on a roster, um, you know, for the next three years. And they went and restructured his contract, which frees up a lot of cap space to bring back players. Free, frees up $15 million. Frees up $15 million this year. Um, well, we'll get to what's a great move later on in this video. Um, but I, I think it's a great pickup. You get a great route runner with the addition of a new quarterback. I, I definitely makes it a lot more interesting here. Um, now we'll move over to the re-signings. Um, one I was a little surprised by, by, and the other one, not so much. Um, the one that I wasn't really surprised by was bringing back Anthony Walker. Um, you know, I, I, I see him having a better year this year. You know, one year in the system, one year in the system, um, the same team is around him. Uh, you know, had a down year last year, but still led the team in tackles. Um, I think he really started to pick it up at the second half of the season, which, um, you know, it's, it's a good sign for the upcoming season. Um, I, I still think they need to upgrade at the mic position. Um, I, I honestly would have liked to not resign him and said, get rid of uh, Wilson and then bring in Bobby Wagner. Um, but that's just me. I think that would have been a way better pickup. And I think that that room would have been awesome with JOK and, and Wagner would have been <laughs> unstoppable, yeah. but what whatever. It, yeah. It, it's a very tense time with, uh, when it comes to salary, cause next year we are going to be in the hole. Yeah. Um, and, and so, the year that you need to resign Denzel Ward or let him walk. All right. Um, and then the other one that was kind of surprising, but I'm very happy about is bringing back offensive lineman, Chris Hubbard. Um, yep, Chris love that Hurt one. Missed all last season with an injury. Um, the year before, he was a backup, and he, I think he played outstanding for a guy that did not have one position the whole entire season. He, he has, he plays ball. every position. You need a tackle, he, you need a guard, he'll jump in anywhere. He, he really impressed that in 2020. Um, they dearly missed him this past season where they needed someone rather than have Blake Hans, you know, you're not going to your seventh or eighth lineman. Uh, you know, I think of it more, I think of an offensive line or a defensive line, but an offense line in, in this instance as like a basketball lineup. You have your starting five, of course, but then you need your 
a solid three or four guys off the bench to pick up the game if there's an injury or, you know, someone needs to get switched out. And I think this is where having Chris Hubbard, um, you know, it, say we didn't need him for the eight games that Jack Conklin was out, I think we might have had a different conversation about our offensive line this past season. I think for it's sure. a big, big difference. Um, no shots at Blake Hans. I think he did an outstanding job for what he, you know, the situation was. Um, you know, a guy that's gone from playing one game to playing nearly 10 plus. Um, that That's a lot, but it's the NFL and that's just the way it works. Yeah. But, um, we'll start and then we'll finish up here with, I think the more depressing part of the video is the departures. Um, the one we all know about is uh, Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, we had a free up. 14 million on our cap space which was uh you know they need they needed to do it it was very unfortunate um but there's an opportunity that he comes back with the 15 million that was freed up by the reconstruction of Amari Cooper's contract um JC Treader uh he was released uh not that I think midweek last week he frees up 8 million um, you know, I, I think this one I saw coming a little more because, um, you know, you, you, you spend a pick on a, a center about two years ago on Nick Harris yep. um, has definitely been more than serviceable when he is given the opportunity. Um, I, the Browns are very high on Nick Harris. Um, I mean, that that's definitely been the word on the street uh, reported by Daryl Ryder and Mary Kay Cabot. Um, you know, you go back and watch the film from the Green Bay game on Christmas. Nick Harris was making plays that, you know, a veteran player makes. And I think yeah. this makes a lot more sense where, um, you know, J.C. Treader is a guy that you can rely on. But when it, it comes to the business part of the uh, game, you know, you have to make a move like this to free up money. Um, yeah. This is the do or die season for the bronze where they got to free up money. And, and the, the, the big thing is though, like, yeah, like you said, like two years ago, they drafted him knowing full well that in two years, because typically it is said about two to four years between you, you throw that guy in uh, that after you sit and kind of like build to be actually your starting lineman as a rotational piece. Then now let's say in year three or four, you become that guy. And, it's that time. It's his third year. And you look at like James Hudson next year, he's probably like Jack Conklin's going to probably going to get caught and get cut. And Hudson's going to jump in there and he's going to be the starter. Uh, it's just how very, teams very, do it. very likely. Um, you know, Conklin's got a big contract, um, you know, and Hudson's that's, that's probably going to be the most likely move, but. Well, so would you draft them? Right. <laughs> right. Um, it, it, that's a that's a it's a smart it's a smart business uh strategy basically based on like okay like we're gonna sit these guys we're gonna have a big contract and then that's how you stay under the cap that's how you get good players unfortunately for a i mean you know three to four five years at most but then you then cut them save a bunch right. of money and then you have a guy that you've been sitting for two to three years and then he's ready to go 
uh, it's what you got to do when you're a good team. Right. And, you know, and just to go off this, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go offense alignment in, in the second round. Um, mostly because of that reason. Um, you know, you got big con- contracts across that line. You know, if Hudson doesn't pan out or they need Jed Wills to move over to right or he's just not the guy. What she's, what she's used to as well. That's I mean, they moved him over to the left when they drafted him. Right. I, I, I'd truly like to see uh, um, Hudson move over to the left side and keep Jedrick Wills over there. On the, I mean, move Jedrick to the right. Um, you know, I just perform more sides on the, at the left tackle. But, um, you know, I, 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 would say, I wouldn't say sleep on an offensive lineman in the second round. Um, another, that- another big thing, I think, if I'm going to jump in just real quick, just talking about uh, signings and obviously uh, and signings as well as just, I mean, re-signings and the, the franchise tag in uh, David Njoku is 13 or it's $11 million this year. And, and after we, yeah. And well, and after we also cut um, Austin Hooper freeing up about $8 million this year, you also got to think, can I go back on what I said was the bronze best move of the off season. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, but oh, just one second with, uh, with Austin Hooper being cut. And, and this is before even like, you know, it, Austin or, um, David Joku was franchise tag before we cut Austin Hooper. Now, the franchise tag is quite a bit of money. It's $11 million per year. Now, if you're thinking, all right, Njoku is our long-term guy now, wouldn't you rather give him a contract, say three years, you know, $25 million or even a little bit less? But uh, you're going to pay a guy, pay a guy, right? But a franchise tag, is a franchise tag. You, you don't, I'd rather pay him even, even if we we saved a million, say we pay him 10 this year. That's cool with me, but I'd rather, I'd rather have said, I'd rather sign uh, Emmanuel Sanders over bringing Jarvis back and call me crazy, but I don't want to pay Jarvis 15 million. I'd rather lock up Denzel Ward with a long-term contract and bring in a guy I can bring in for 5 million. You know, and restructure that, you know, have David Njoku more than just a franchise tag and just turn that into a three-year contract. Right. Um, You know, it's definitely an interesting point. I do agree that they should extend extend, uh, Njoku and Denzel Ward and just take care of that um, where they've been kind of on top of the game for the Browns. Um, But... I think you made an interesting point about Jarvis where you wouldn't really want to bring him back from the 15 mil. He um, wants 20, man. He wants 20 mil. Like, uh, our time believed the 20 mil. Um, there, was he's reports, just, there was reports that rumor was correct. I don't know how much of that is true. Well, he, well, he didn't want to, he didn't want to renegotiate his contract with us before we cut him. And he was getting what 15 or 16 this year. You know, if he didn't want to do that, I mean, I, I understand it, but man, like I love Jarvis, but I'd, like the most I'd I'd pay for him is I'd say at most I'd pay I'd probably say nine to ten. I don't I don't think he's gonna get fifteen. It, no, uh, I I don't think he's that naive at this point of his career. You know, he's he's gonna be thirty, um, coming off an injured season, um, very underwhelming. Um, granted you can't put up great numbers when you spend most of the season hurt. That's not 
really his fault. A guy who's on the field all the time, but um, it, with mediocre quarterback play. Notice I took a pause when I said that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, if he comes back to the Browns, I expected to be on a cheaper deal. Yeah. Um, in fact, any anywhere he goes, I think it's going to be on a cheaper deal. I don't think he he's going to. I mean, any more than twelve, I truly don't believe he's going to get anything more than that. Yeah, um, and but also think that you know we are hopefully hopefully going to be able to make a trade for with with Baker Mayfield. And mind you, you know of his you know eighteen million dollar uh, um, fifth year option that we that we picked up, we have to pay him. We're not going to uh, at best. I mean, I really hope we don't cut him just because we would have to eat the entire eighteen million dollars. I'd like to do a trade. I mean, hopefully we'd be able to do a trade. We might have to eat ten million, but we'd still save, you know, eight to nine million. So that frees up another big chunk of money that we you know we can pay some guys. And uh, speaking of a guy that we need to bring back is Jadavion Clowney, which still has not um, gotten back to us after we offered the two years twenty four million. But All right, we made some good moves. We still have a lot of cap, so. Two, two more guys I just want to point out. I mean, I, I would say I'm kind of upset that they weren't able to retain these guys. And, I mean, one of them, I don't think you really had a choice to keep them. Um, and that being Rashard Higgins. Uh, went over and signed a contract with the Carolina Panthers. Very unfortunate fan favorite. I know personally he is our favorite player on the Browns. Um, and, you know, wish him the best of luck you know he had a very down year last year um didn't get many opportunities i would say um kind of sucks but i think he'll be a solid addition for the carolina panthers and then the other one is mj stewart i think played um, a lot of big time snaps for the browns um as like a backup or just being a slot corner or even Came in clutch, man. Yeah, can't coming over in the safety position, and he signed a deal with the Houston Texans. Um, you know, but where we stand at the moment is kind of where we 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 stand for, you know, before the off season even started is with our positional needs, um, kind of are the same. Uh, you know, we need a receiver. I would think so, more of a slot kind of guy. Um, or then we can go over to defensive tackle. I think that's definitely a huge need for this team. Um, an edge rusher, more rotational pass rush. Um, you know, I want to be four or five guys deep on the edge, not three. Um, but a, a big thing that I would say, though, is I think even looking back a couple of weeks, uh, I think this team is much better currently as we sit um even if we have to even if Deshaun sits half a season I think this team is still better right. than what we had prior and um I think Jacoby Brissett is a better backup I think Deshaun Watson is a better starting quarterback I think uh David Njoku is a better tight end uh and you can keep you know list goes on and on I said I, I think Amari Cooper is a better number one because we didn't have a number one and uh, I think DPJ is going to step up into that 
uh, you know, that number two role real nicely. He's not a number one, but I think he's a really solid number two. And uh, I think, yeah, we've made great moves. We have a bunch of cap still that we can still spend and bring people in. Uh, and said so we're starting the second wave of free agency. There's just still a lot of guys, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Will Fuller. A lot of these guys are probably going to be looking for like a one-year one-year deal that you can get them pretty cheap. And I'd love to have Emmanuel Sanders personally. He's he, he's sneaky. He, he gets around the field and you're like, oh, he's wide open. Um, I don't know how he does it. But yeah, I think he's real solid. And I think he'd be a, a really nice number three. And also I think he can kind of, uh, just just help out as a rotational receiver, and we don't need him all the time. But you know, starting 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 uh, free agency, the second round, uh, a lot of great guys. I think we're gonna make a, a lot of signings here pretty soon, the next week or so. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I I would like to say to just fill off some of these positional needs. I think the smaller moves are really where it's at. I think they upgraded in yep. the in the very smaller positions. You know. You had a third or fourth guy there in Chase Winovich, um, you know, a third or third or four in Taven Bryan, um, became Grant in your receiving core. You know, these are all rotational guys that they're going to see the field. And I think that there's more depth at the positions that right there now, um, you know, bringing back Chris Hubbard, that's more depth at the offensive line. I think that's huge. Um, you know, I, I think they need to add another tight end. Now that they're yes. down to two, down to two, whether that's in the draft, um, you know, they they did take a look at uh, Jalen Wind Windemeyer from Texas A&M, big time playmaker, a lot of speed on him. Um, you know, at six six, uh, definitely got to keep uh, keep an eye on. Um, I would say this: if the Browns were able to get their hands on him, I would be super excited. Because this is a guy that torched the Alabama defense for over 100 yards and three touchdowns. And we also don't have a really speedy tight end. Right. Like, at all. This Both is, our this guys is, are big. <laughs> not a great route runner. Not a great at blocking. But if you need a guy to go out there, make some plays in the secondary, I think this is your guy. But he um, could be. Right. And then I would say depth in the secondary. Um, and, you know. I don't want to cover the draft, but I'm just going to make one line about it is don't be surprised if they make a draft a player at a position you would not expect in the second round. If your thing, your heart is set on receiver defensive end, don't be surprised if they go safety or center at pick 44, just throwing that out there. Um, but to hop right back into the free agents that kind of remain, um, you know, I think the two guys that are obvious, I think they bring you bring back and I think they fit perfect on the team, mostly because they were on the team is Jarvis and Clowney. Um, if you can, I think Jadavian Clowney's contract that was up the two year, 24 million. Um, I think that's a perfect deal for him. It's a semi cheap deal. I think it's the best deal he's going to get. Um, he's taking his time to mull over his offers, but I think. I think more likely he's going to come back. Um, you know, I, I think it was just too good for him to leave. He had a great season last year, nine sacks, yeah. best he's had since, you know, his second season. Um, Jarvis, um, you know, it, it's hard to turn down a top five quarterback that's asking you to come back. Um, 
if Jar if Baker was still that quarterback, I think it's a different conversation. Um, you know, if there was bad blood between them, I mean, if Odell's openly saying he's willing to come back because Deshaun Watson's there, that really, really um, changes the conversation. Um, you know, when we talk about and the receiver for. Um, oh yeah i mean it, it tells you everything right it's like oh if he literally left because of this guy and then he's like yeah, i come back after he's gone that tells you everything and on top of if you look at baker no one's biting that tells you everything um but i, I honestly i don't want obj back i'd rather have a mark cooper and I, th- I don't want this room to get too crowded because i do think dpj needs some needs some time and some uh to really flourish and I, I really want him to do that <laughs> so i think uh having dpj to kind of like grow into into the role is very needed i think this year is going to help out a lot i think they're going to bring in two more receivers that want at least one being a, a signing and the other one being in the draft i agree with um, that yeah um, whether it's jarvis or will fuller or they i don't want fuller <laughs> I I honestly would love Fuller because he's a deep ball threat. He's got a lot of speed, great connection with Deshaun Watson. Um, if you go back and look at 2020 and 2019, they were really an unstoppable duo. Very. Um, yeah. It, it's hard I'm to, with you on uh, that. It's hard to stop a quarterback with legs, but it's hard to stop a court a receiver that can burn you downfield on a broken play. Yeah. And it, as, as much as we know – quarterback and receiver need to have a some type of chemistry right right um you know this is kind of the same deal with higgins but will fuller's light years ahead of higgins um yes. as much as I like saying that but you know touchdowns count um yeah. staying on the field counts um but that being said uh looking at the defensive side of the ball of what we got left i think there's you know I would say there's two former Browns that I think they should take a look at. And uh, it's a point I'd like to make where they're a little more in the secondary. Um, I think the Browns could look, take a look at, uh, you know, former corner Joe Hayden. Um, you know, I, I think adding a veteran presence in that uh, secondary would be very nice to pair with, you know, um, Denzel Ward and um, Greg Newsom and Troy Hill. I think that'd be a great connect, uh, combination there. Um, you know, he, he's played solid ball with the Steelers. Um, and then a safety in uh, Jabril Peppers. Um, That'd be nice. With, I mean, we missed him a lot. The Browns letting Ronnie Harrison walk. Um, if they are still up to playing that three safety set where they move the safety into the box. I think Jarrell Peppers fits that very well. Um, I, I think he would just pop right into where Ronnie Harrison was. Um, definitely more of a playmaker than Ronnie was, more of a tackler than Ronnie was. I think that would be a great pickup for them. Um, and then one player that they were rumored to take a look at think this would be a grand slam if they were able to bring him in is Akeem Hicks defensive tackle well nose tackle from Chicago um you know 
been in the Pro Bowl a couple times, um, big-time playmaker, run stuffer, um, kind of make his own plays in the pass rush. I'd feel a lot comfortable if they were able to bring a guy in, but w- at what cost is the question? Um, is he going to be able to fit into a 4-3 where he's more playing a 3-4, that, uh, playing in the 3-4 like they did in Chicago? I don't know. Um, and then one final player on the offensive side of the ball, and we can wrap this one up. Um, I said the tight end position probably needed a little more of an upgrade with the two guys there. And I think you bring in a very seasoned veteran who is very productive, um, could kind of be a little everything's played in every system. You want to take a guess what I'm going to say? Yeah, Jared Cook. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think if they were able to snag Jared Cook, it'd be a steal. You get a, a yeah. pass catcher, vertical threat, pass blocker, run blocker. And I was saying, yeah, you said he's a veteran, man. I, I think he could really just help out uh, someone like Harrison Bryant that's kind of in need and a similar kind of guy. You know, of so he needs some type of coaching, I feel, you know, some insight of just an older uh, tight end, I think would really help him out as well. And is that we kind of, we, you know, you kind of need three tight ends in the, in the system that Stefanski runs. So I love it. I hope they do it. All right. Well, that being said, uh, this wraps up our um, first wave of the Browns fr- free agency about two weeks in. It's definitely been uh, interesting, but also very boring at the same time. <laughs> For the Browns, um, it's been very quiet for about a week since the the last move was um, Jacoby Brissett, and that was last Saturday. They introduced Deshaun Watson this week on Friday. But uh, other than that, it's been very quiet when it comes to additions and subtractions. But I'm sure we'll see a little more, a little closer to the draft or within the next couple weeks. But um, – that being said, thank you for watching. Please subscribe, share, do your thing, and most of all, go Browns.